You may have friends who talk about attracting the wrong person, getting into bad relationships. But are you a magnet for bad relationships? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. So this is an interesting thought process as we as we continue our journey and we become a little bit more uh, inward. We start thinking about ourselves as opposed to our cluster B. Because remember, the cluster B becomes an obsession of ours. They are all-encompassing. We get trapped in their emotional orbit and all we think about is pleasing them. It's a never-ending a never ending desire for us to try to fix that person or to please them. And there is no pleasing them and there is no fixing them. Cluster B's tend to pretend, especially narcissists to be a good person. They pretend to be religious. They pretend to love you. They pretend to future fake you to give you a happy future. They pretend to be a victim and so much more. And if you see or say what they really are, The narc becomes vindictive and plays the martyr, especially a narcissist. Not so much a borderline, but these qualities do pertain to the cluster B genre in general. If you are involved with a cluster B frequently, you will, you will hear the terrible tales of their previous relationships. This should be a red flag. You may even hear of them speak that they had to call the police, that they had to get the authorities involved because the person they were with was abusive, treated them horribly. Remember, this could be a red flag. Now, I'm not taking away from any type of relational abuse that may take place with a cluster B. There may be some element of truth, but frequently that will be, be that will be built up And you won't know what to believe. But if they are constantly putting down their exes, speaking of them as horrible people, that they were never good people, you have to wonder. And then you start to think, am I a horrible person? Because our relationship is going south. So maybe maybe I'm doing something wrong. You have to think about yourself as being a good person. These people are pretending to be good people. They will at times pretend to care as a setup, they really tee you up for a really hard hit. And weirdly, they got you to trust them and love them by pretending to be someone that they aren't. And they actually know that in many cases, not all, they know what they're doing. You have to be careful when you're navigating these relationships. A cluster B will pretend to be a safe place for a hurting person or a a needy person like I was because I've taken time to have a very honest look at all of my previous relationships before I became involved with my wife of almost 21 years, who I strongly believe is a covert or silent narcissist. And it took years for me to figure that out. And again, I can't, and I I always say this, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a licensed social worker who's a counselor. And even those people have difficulty recognizing a true cluster B. They're very elusive. But I strongly suspect that my wife 
is a covert narcissist. As I said in previous podcasts, I thought my wife was a borderline. But again, I've always said this. It doesn't matter if the relationship is dysfunctional, disordered, and dysregulated. It doesn't matter whether they're a narcissist or a psychopath or a borderline. What solace or comfort does that give us if we can say, okay, yeah, does it give them an excuse to behave that the way that they are? Are we looking for an excuse? So we have to remember that we are good people and these people are pretending to be good people, that they're, that they're, I think that their, their desires and where they want to take the relationship is not necessarily honorable. And I think that we have to, we have to remember that. The narcissist in your life, if you suspect that you're with a narcissist, is a great pretender. And in the beginning, they will pretend to have high morals, incredible compassion, empathy, and respect for you. But you can't be fooled because just like my wife, they can't keep up this pretense for long as at the end of the day, they don't possess any of these qualities. So... The unfortunate thing is that time does reveal that they have a very well rehearsed deception from the outset and they use you. And this is very difficult for any and all of us to accept because we like to see the good in people. But beyond the love bombing and the sex bombing that you will encounter at the beginning of your relationship with a cluster B, it quickly dries up. Reality sets in, and as time goes on, the pretense, this miracle, wonderful person that they have exhibited, this safe harbor that you thought you could tell them everything, will quickly evaporate, and the truth will set in. And then we have to decide, why do we remain? Now, exiting a relationship with a cluster B is an extremely difficult proposition, especially if you are married, especially if you share assets or children with them, because it's going to be a long, long road and it's going to be a painful road, especially if you have kids, because it's going to be a never ending battle. These people will exercise their anger. They will project their anger through children to you, use them as a vessel as they used you. And it will create a tremendous, tremendous difficulty in you trying to maintain a normal relationship. They will poison your friends. If you have mutual friends, those friends may become flying monkeys of the narcissist or even the borderline. And you will not be able to see your way through. You're going to lose a lot. And that's why I think a lot of us remain in these relationships because we know we're being held emotional hostage that if we end the relationship, that it really doesn't end. It's like being bitten by a rabid animal. The sickness remains. It's very difficult. The trauma remains. So you can break off the relationship. And I think a lot of us get to the point where we're numb and we think, okay, you know what? It's the devil I know. The devils I don't. You know, it's difficult. One piece of advice I would definitely give you 
is to never call out the cluster B. Never tell them who you think they are. That's dangerous because you're tipping them off to only abuse you even more, to gaslight you, to convince you that they aren't, to breadcrumb you, to love bomb you again, to show you a glimpse of who they might have been or who they thought they were or who you thought they were when you got initially together with them and entered into a relationship. It's a never-ending spiral. So think of yourself. Come out of the fog and start working on yourself. And if you need a therapist, find somebody who is specializing in narcissistic abuse, in somebody who understands what a borderline truly is. A lot of therapists don't necessarily have the experience or the understanding of how to help you. But in the end of the, at the end of the day, the reason one, one of the reasons you listen to podcasts like this is because you are seeking help in its very basic form. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a survivor. I'm somebody who has come through the fog. I'm somebody who can perhaps relate to you the truth, you know, and not sit here and cry and say, I don't understand why my wife is doing what she's doing. I fully understand why she's doing what she's doing. I fully understand my position in the relationship. And it does make it very difficult because when we're in the fog, when we are still in the, the understanding that we want to try to change that person, that we want to see the person that we once had, this is, and I, I've done podcasts on this, this is an emotional con game to a certain degree. This is no different than these romance scams that are online now that people get involved with that we all sit in horror and say, how can you be duped by somebody? How can somebody send you pictures online saying, this is who I am? And then how can somebody be duped into sending thousands of dollars to help this person because they're, they're caring individuals and this person on the other end of the line is taking advantage of it? This is similar. It's not necessarily the same because these are real relationships. They're not virtual relationships. But at the end of the day, it's not really that much different in what we give of ourselves, either emotionally, financially, or otherwise. To a certain degree, it is an emotional scam. You are being scammed out of your identity. You are becoming a supply. What is different is maybe that you're actually with the person, you're encountering the person, the person is unfortunately real, Whereas being online with an online romance, it's not a real person. You may be talking to somebody in Nigeria. It might be a guy if you're a man thinking you're talking to a woman. But it's still the same premise. We're being conned. So when you wake up and you realize the con and that the gig is up, it's difficult to keep going and then we turn into reactive abusers because now we're fighting back and that certainly doesn't make life any easier. Myinnertorch at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you get something out of it, please leave a positive review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to, My Inner Torch. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
my advice to you is take a moment to step back, look at the relationship from a rational perspective, take yourself out of the equation, remove the emotions, and decide for yourself whether this is real or not. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch. (laughs) 